0: All right, so I have a question for all the creators. (laughs) It's Friday. It's a holiday weekend about to start in the U.S. It's Canada Day in Canada. Where else would it be Canada Day? And most of the world is either approaching or already started on a weekend. So if you're a creator, are you looking at the weekend, the holidays, as a time to take time off, to rest, to forget about work for two or three or four days. Or like me, you're going, ha, 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 ha it's three days I can work with no phone calls, no emails, no deadlines. <laughs> Maybe that's not such a good thing. So I got a fantastic panel together here for our third Stream Leader Report Live. We do this once a month. We talk about issues that Creators need to address to think about, but often aren't discussed or discussed in a way that's really helpful to other creators. So we've put a, a terrific panel together today, and what we're going to talk about is if you need to take breaks as a creator, is it good to take breaks as an online entrepreneur as well? And if so, how do you manage that? How do you, do you schedule those breaks? Do you go by when you're not feeling creative? Do you go by... Uh, when the rest of the world is taking a holiday, how do you decide? How do you manage it? What do you allow yourself to check or not check on uh, during breaks? And how much time do you take when you take breaks and if you take them? And maybe some people on our panel, I don't know what their opinions are going to be, but maybe some people don't take breaks and they think that that's perfectly fine and perfectly healthy. I have no idea, but Let's bring them on. Uh, I'm going to start out with a three-time Emmy winner making his first appearance on Stream Leader Report Live. He's been in the broadcast game for nearly 40 years, 25 of those doing streaming and online. Again, three Emmys, Jeff in high def. It's Jeffrey Fitzgerald. Welcome, Jeff.
1: Hey, it's awesome to be here. I need to hire you to do my uh, my networking locally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a lot. But you know, the thing is that the biggest, most meaningful part of it is, is that being in streaming is where you really meet people authentically, right? And that's what we're talking about today.
0: Absolutely. Our second new uh, new member of the panel, second, fer- uh, second person having their first appearance, is a brand strategist. She's a marketing copywriter and one heck of a great speaker, which is how we met when she was giving a talk at DC PodFest. Rebecca Gunter, and we have back for his second appearance one of the great video creators, how-to video, a professional broadcaster, an actor on Canada's longest-running TV show. Uh, if there's anything in broadcasting uh, that he can't do, I haven't found it yet, but I, I'll keep looking just in case, so he doesn't get too big an ego. Michael Kenny, welcome to the Yeah, panel. Ross,
2: I don't, I don't do Windows.
0: You don't do Windows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is windows uh like windows not mac or you mean windows like uh, cleaning like windows. windows yeah maybe yeah, when well, i started it's...
2: in broadcasting when i was a researcher i had to clean some windows but do I, don't, that. I don't do that anymore <laughs>
0: oh if i could remember all the horrible things i had to do when i got started in radio <laughs> so welcome gang um let's just get right into this weekend it's a weekend it's a holiday weekend it's a holiday. Um, what do you guys think in terms of creators and online entrepreneurs? You're you're both uh, you're you're both of those. Everybody on the panel is here. Uh, Jeff, I'll, I'll start with you. What is your approach to uh, taking breaks or not taking breaks?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, Ross. You know, I, I've been like I said, you know, in, in streaming for a long time, but I have never been one to believe in the hustle and grind the way I think I see some other people. Buy into it. And, and I'll tell you why I, I honestly believe that before we have that conversation, you really got to start with why. You know, Simon Sinek has this great book out about why do you do what you do, right? And so, um, I feel like that some of us we have a message to get to the world. That's our motivation. you know that's that's what we're we're thriving on. Uh, other people, it could be maybe they they're looking for a little bit of, Uh, validation or recognition, you know, and, and for me, I believe everybody is, you know, looking for purpose, identity, security, and acceptance, but if you're not careful, you can put those things in the hands of an audience that will literally cause you to literally work night and day, end on end on end, believing quantity somehow creates more value Uh, when in reality, maybe it's actually detrimental to you. And so um, for me, I'm a big uh, believer in live streaming, but I think you can also create uh, mechanisms in place that can manage that a lot better and create a healthier way of doing those kind of things.
0: Rebecca?
3: Uh, I just want to echo Jeff's sentiment about death to hustle culture, which I think is (laughs) probably the most toxic trope, particularly for women in business who um, are encouraged to hustle on all fronts. Uh, the hustle culture, I think, um, just reinforces the idea that of imposter syndrome and maybe you're not good enough because the only way you can make it is by running yourself into the ground. Yeah, And um, it takes a lot of self-belief, I think, to just understand that you can take a break and come back and your people will still be here if you're cultivating relationships and breathe into just that peace of mind that if you step out, for however long you need to step out that things will still be here when you come back. So echoing that. And then I would say my advice on this, Ross, is just knowing yourself When is the best, when are you the most creative? For me, I'm at my desk usually like between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. is like my unbelievable creative time. And then once that time is over, I give myself permission to not go back to being creative for the rest of the day. Maybe that means to-do lists. Maybe that means like, you know, copy chiefing something, but uh, just kind of knowing where you're really strong will lead permission when you're not so strong and need to take a breath.
0: All right, so if we're killing the hustle culture, that means I I shouldn't feel guilty that I'm not doing 130 pieces of content a day or something like that. Quality uh, over quantity, Ross, for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. Michael, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, exactly. To echo what Rebecca said, uh, you know, three things for me. One is knowing yourself, knowing your your limitations, so important. Uh, much like Rebecca, I'm best in the morning when it comes to being creative and that high thinking, and then as the day goes on. I do sort of more labor, monotonous stuff that doesn't require a lot of uh, high thinking. The other thing, too, I think, is having a goal. Like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the goal of what you're creating? I mean, a lot of people, they come in and they don't have a firm goal, so they're scattered and they're going everywhere. And they're riding off in all directions at once. And uh, so, you know, I believe in being effective, having a goal and being effective and achieving the goal. That's... 24-hour hustle culture is just, it's destructive, it's dangerous, and it's such a waste of resources. So I think it's very important to have boundaries, too. Very important. I have a family, so my family comes first. So that's a big boundary. So everything else I do, I have to work around my family in that time. So I think it's important to set up boundaries and stick to them.
0: I'll put this out for, for anybody. What boundaries do you guys? Uh, and we can start with you, Michael, since you brought it up. Um, I was go. This is where I wanted to go next, anyway. And that is, what boundaries, what rules do you set for yourself? Do you schedule your time off ahead of time, and do you have certain things that you will absolutely not do during that time, or you know, how how do you go about making sure that you actually are taking time off?
2: Well, in terms of boundaries, during the school year, you know, I, I, I stop at four o'clock because I have to go meet my daughter at the bus. And so from four for the rest of the day, for the rest of the evening is family time. So that's a hard boundary. Hmm. Um, so that, that's one thing. And it goes back to also knowing how you work and when you're effective. And you just know you have that feeling if you've been doing this long enough, <laughs> you know when, uh-oh. The law of diminishing returns is now kicking in. (laughs) So I should just stop right now, go do something else, just refresh, go for a walk, walk the dog, do something else. Because there's no, I've spent too many years staring at a screen (laughs) for hours and not being productive and not being, you know, saying, okay, walk away. You're not doing anything. Walk away. Come back at it. So it's really knowing yourself and having those hard boundaries. And, and those, my family is a hard boundary. That's just, hmm. that's just the way it is. And so everything else works around. And also my energy level and my health is another boundary because you're no good. You know, you, you can't work if you're not healthy and you have to take breaks for health, eating properly, hydrating, that kind of stuff. Cause you can't, you can't perform. Right, so right. those are the sort of the boundaries that I put in place.
0: Rebecca, I think you're pretty good with with boundaries. How do you go about ensuring that you you take time off?
3: Ross, you charlatan. I suck at boundaries. (laughs) I'm the worst. (laughs) I'm the worst at them because I'm a closet (laughs) people. I'm not even a closet people pleaser. I'm a recovering people pleaser. But here's how I do it. I spend less time. You're the one who insisted to
0: me at one point. You've got to put it on a calendar and take a break. (laughs) (laughs) You needed a break. I know, and I'm very, I'm very good with this kind of advice for other people, so I, yeah, I can't right? do it for exactly. myself. But you know, <laughs> that's going to be dis- my recurring theme of every topic that we do here.
3: <laughs> well, maybe what I tell you will lead you into more of a shangri la, and then it's to less worry about. I just don't worry about boundaries as right. much anymore, and being like you know, kind of a hard line in the sand. And instead, mm-hmm. turn and look the other direction and try and have more fun with what I'm actually creating. Right. So if I'm having fun, and the, for me as a copywriter or participating in any kind of like content-driven creation, the more fun I can have, the less it feels like work, the less it feels like a drag, the less it feels like, well, I gotta keep putting out that content or all right. won't be relevant anymore. Everyone will forget I'm a thing, and just have so much more fun that. That you're contagious, and that way the work just feels like less tedious, and probably my only boundary is just knowing when I'm gonna fall over like the you know, use car salesman blow up thing with no air. I'm uh, <laughs> like Michael, who's very disciplined about his family. My daughter's always like, what's going on over there? But she's a writer too, so we got that thing. Uh-huh. But just have more fun and worry less about your lines in the sand because that's exhausting for me because I'm not good at it.
0: Jeff, you've probably seen a lot of people come and go during your time in broadcasting. I've seen it in in the years that I've just been live streaming. Um, So many people started with great intentions, and they were going to do a show seven days a week, or maybe they were going to do one once a month, and all of a sudden they've been doing it for six months, and they run out of gas, and they're like, I love this, but I can't do it anymore. Uh, what do you what do you what have you seen over the years with those who have longevity that you think boy that's that that might have something to do with why people are successful at this in terms of i don't want to say work life bounce but in terms of at least uh managing their schedule being keeping realistic, taking breaks things like that
1: yeah, you know i mean I, I think schedules and boundaries and all those things really come up, roll up under the bigger vision for what it is you're trying to do, right? You know, I mean, if we're creating content and putting it out there almost like a chef trying to get people to taste it and say they like it, well, I think maybe your motive may be more about you than what you're trying to share with the world. But I know this one guy that I met uh, on Blab in 2015, you know, Blab blew the world up with live streaming. And of all the people that were on that platform, an amazing platform for a year, there was this guy that I, I know named Rawls who actually ended up writing a book and creating a live stream universe from it. (laughs)
4: <laughs> and
1: it was because, you know, when watching you grow, uh, you didn't, this was not something that you were you were trying to drive yourself into the ground to happen. It was very organic. You were very strategic about the relationships and the people. And you also, like what you're doing right now, the, I think the magic that you brought to the live stream world, Ross, is that you bring in the perspective of other people. And what does that do? That's user-generated content that takes the heat off of you. We can have a conversation like this that's got amazing value to it. But yet you're not staying up all night trying to figure out how we're going to do this that, that kind of thing. And I think there's value in in really trying to be more intentional and, and strategic about what you're trying to do to begin with.
0: Well, oh, thank you. I'll, I'll I'll write the check as soon as we we get off the air. <laughs> uh, so my my next question is: When you guys are 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 during a time where you're taking time off, right? You also have businesses, and we're in a in an era in which clients and potential clients expect that they can contact you any time of the day through any method um what do you draw any sort of hard lines in terms of when you'll respond to an email or a text or how how do you go about managing that versus you know the people you work with and their expectations anybody oh go ahead rebecca
3: Hey, thanks. <laughs> um, you don't have uh, to raise I, hands here. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Just uh, you're the quality of your. I think Jeff alluded to the quality of your relationships as being, mm-hmm. you know, such a powerful brand builder for you, Ross. And I think that that also answers kind of the question about client neediness or client demands. If you cultivate really high quality relationships with your partners, then they have more. First of all, they're busy themselves and can't be spinning out about where their content is or where they are in their journey because they already have a level of gravitas and confidence in their vision and their ability to execute. And they also share that confidence with you. So if you've got higher quality relationships, Whether or not someone WhatsApps you at three o'clock in the morning with a business idea becomes less taxing and relevant because it's fun to talk about business with a partner who respects you, understands your work is kind of a slow cook. And I will say that constantly with a new client, this is a slow cook, so they feel less pressure. I put pieces in place that make them feel more throughout the process so they have less anxiety. And I just cultivate better relationships over time where they're less messy and needy and feel, you know, and value my time as much as they value their own.
2: In working with clients, uh, I worked with a lot of clients from about 2017 to 2019 and the biggest thing throughout my career like going back decades. And the biggest thing that I learned is how much, how important it is very much to Rebecca's point to educate your client as to the whole process of, you know, and I think that's a really a, a big step in terms of building a relationship because it's more than, Hey, I'm doing this job for you. You're sharing knowledge, you're nurturing them. So at the end of this relationship, they come out of it not only getting whatever it is that you've been you know, contracted to create, but their knowledge is also increased so that the next time you work with them, it goes a lot smoother. Or the next time they work with another vendor, it goes a lot smoother because they're educated in the process. And I think that's really important to be honest and to just, you know, spell out how things work and how you work and how this is all going to come together and also carry them along the way. Answer their questions. So I find that that's been the best way for me to uh, work with clients, and and in in that way set those boundaries.
1: Jeff, yeah, you know, I you bring up a great point. You know, I think managing the people in front of you as as clients. A lot of times we think they like to dictate and they say, hey, I need it by this date or that date. I think all that wraps up and and ro- really rolls up into making sure that you're taking care of your client, but you're also taking care of yourself. You know, and I, I think that's such a such a great point. Um, you know, and I also think, too, you, when you talk about the bigger question about boundaries in terms of being a content creator, you know th- there are things you can do that make it manageable and you can still have a similar impact. You know, not every single video that you produce, maybe the majority of them, doesn't have to be a live stream. Live creates a great interactive. We know that's a really powerful thing, moves you to the top of the list, that kind of thing. But there are those moments when maybe you need to do four shows in one afternoon and then let the month roll, and you put those out on a distributed schedule, and maybe you can be in the chat or have somebody do that with you. But there there are ways to make these things work, and I think, you know, as we alluded to in the very beginning, the hustle and grind culture is, is destroying people because, you know, Rebecca, you said something about being relevant. If I'm not, you know, uh, doing things every 15 seconds – Your likes and follows are not your value. They're not your intrinsic value credit score. They're not your relevant score. And I've personally never worked for any of those things, and I don't have very many, but I feel like I've got my ability to to have friends in the industry and people like you that we share influence. you know. And so those things are important, but they're not the end-all be-all to your promised land. And um, I would even propose to you all to to think about maybe the phrase wrestle and find rather than hustle and grind. Wrestle with what's important to you. Rustle with the the things that are intrinsically valuable for the people you're trying to reach, and then go find it and see what you do and see what you can do to to make that a, a better day for everybody.
2: Wow, yeah, that's, that's a, really wise. Just um, the, sorry, I just want to add on ahead, to that. Just sure. The, another important thing when it comes to content creators is the the knowing the distinction between busyness and work, right? Or Facebook Hustle culture, right? yeah. <laughs> Hustle culture is busyness. I'm checking this. I feel like I'm being productive, but you're you're not, right? Work is is sequential. (laughs) It's brick by brick. And when you've been doing the busyness, actually sitting down and working can seem a little anticlimactic, but it's so important to know the difference between those two because a lot of people are burning themselves out because of the busyness.
0: What's something... Anybody can can go with this. We can all get in a quick one if we can. Um, let's. Uh, what's something that you've stopped doing? Maybe it's something you enjoyed doing, or something you felt, oh, I had to do this, and you stopped doing it because either it was taking too much out of you, or the results didn't didn't. I, I mean, for me, I I used to do flash briefings every single day. I would record a uh, three minute five minute kind of newscast about what was going on in live streaming and I just couldn't do it anymore like it just it it took my best energy at the start of every day uh, to do that and I just didn't think that the return on it was worth it although I, I still think you know maybe at some point that'll take off but it, it I just don't think it ever really did the flash well, briefing concept at least not at this time so anybody yeah, well, else
1: quick, I, I'll, I'll just share with you you know I've got a you know, you're you're in this private Facebook group I've got. It's friends of mine who are content creators. It's not a sales thing; just supporting each other. And I, I, I've done a show in there called Profiles, which is really spotlighting the people that I think are the best, you know, in our our group and in the industry. And this year, I really wanted to put something together that made me feel proud with, and you know, something to look more like TV and things like that. Right. Got the first show done in January, uh, and then had uh, experienced a, a good friend of mine passing away from COVID. And I realized pretty quick after that that I was just not in the right frame of mind. And so here we are in June, and yet January is the last show I did, that one show. I've got new plans to get things back on track and make it happen. But it was okay to stop when you knew you were not emotionally in that. And so um, that's, that's, I think, for me, probably the best example of knowing when you can't get that thing done that you really would like to do. But you've got to do it in a way that makes it good for everybody, you know.
3: Um, not to jump over in front of Michael, but oh, right. I'll just see an opening here. I've really stopped having to be the one who has to do all of the highly creative deliverables, mm. meaning if it's previously, if it wasn't written by me, my God, it's not my brand anymore. <laughs> and uh, I can see I'm that. Giv- <laughs> I've given up that ghost for sure and enrolled and empowered other writers to... Uh, come and fill those shoes because there's really only one of me and the pressure to be cheap kid in charge of every single deliverable so that you can really like, you know, show up like a proud puppy. It's just not worth it. So <laughs> I would say I've, I've, I'm writing less for clients and writing more for business development, brand building, relationship building, and having fun.
2: One of the, the, the biggest challenges as a creator I found is to admit to yourself what you're good at and what you're not so good at. Um and the whole idea of playing to strengths. I enjoy live streaming. Personally though, <laughs> I think I'm a better live streaming guest than a host. Um my thing is produced video. I've been doing it for so long going out writing a script, going out shooting, shooting B-roll, bringing it back, editing. That's what I do, and I've, I've, I've won awards for it. And so at a certain point, because you have limited time and resources, you have to sort of figure out, okay, what, what am I going to get the most return on for my effort? Not to say I, I don't dabble in other things, but having that sort of hard conversation and saying to yourself, well, Mike, you enjoy doing this, and it's great, and, and do it and enjoy it, but here's where you're, you're making the bread. <laughs> so make sure you're doing that and you, you're, you're devoting your resources to that.
0: Do you ever think about doing the Michael Kinney show and actually hiring a host, you know, much like sports, the coaches have like the coaches show, but they have like the play by play announcer kind of feed them the questions and <laughs> you could be sort of like the guest
2: analyst on your own show. <laughs> yeah, I can do like I an a, off I angle a and be interviewing myself. <laughs>
1: That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you yeah. Need to do as good as you are, you need to put you over here and you over here, and make it. You know, there you go. Exactly. That
3: sure sounds like a TikTok channel okay. waiting to happen. Well, Where is my pen and notebook?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it, it's awesome having you guys on and and hearing all these great uh, concepts. I know I've got a lot to work on in this area. I'm sure this was really helpful to a lot of to a lot of people. So thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks, Michael.
2: Thanks for having me, Ross.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to move to round two and bring on our second round of panelists. Um, Actually, this is the same group that was our first round of panelists last month, and they were so good together and so good. (laughs) Just in general, that I said, we got to bring these people back just as is. I can pretty much leave the room and just let them talk, and <laughs> the second half of the show will be outstanding. We have Jess, Jeff C. from Manly Pinterest Tips. We have Joey Garrity from Joey G113 Media Network, and Valerie Morris from Tintero Creative. So you guys heard the the first round of of conversation. Where where do you think? I'll start with you, Valerie. Where do you kind of? I bet you have a system for for taking breaks or vacations. All
5: right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I well. Yeah. Maybe I do have some systems, but I will say, like, um, having a child in the last two years has like really forced me because I literally like if I don't have childcare. I cannot commit to something. Um, And especially now that she's like screaming and all over the place, she's a toddler now. So, you know, she's just everywhere. I literally can't get anything done. So those forced breaks, like it's, it's really nice in that sense of just like forcing you to take that break. But I mean, I solid eight, nine years of my business. I didn't have kids and I would set some just internal rules of like after 6 PM, I just don't check my email I don't have notifications set up on my phone to ping me when I have new emails. I have to physically go into that inbox to get them. And so just turning my brain off a little bit there was really great. I think also just like knowing that there are some seasons where you don't have balance or what you think balance should be and being okay with that. Just knowing that like, hey, this is a crazy, crazy month with travel. Uh, I'm working at different times than I'm used to or you know, like this last month we had a close family member in ICU with COVID. We were traveling a lot. Work was crazy for both me and my husband. Like there were just a lot of nights where I was up till 10 PM working. And then I'd have a couple of days where I'd hardly work at all. So I think just being okay with the fact that like life happens.
0: Joey, uh, coming from Hollywood, of course, there's a way things are done, right? It's super intense and then you're off for a little while and then it's super intense again. Have you replicated that kind of schedule, or do you uh, do you have your own sort of way of doing things now that you're you have your own business?
4: Oh, I absolutely. I mean I did that I fell into that trap right away, right because there's a lot of value placed on working really, really hard and working yourself into the ground. So that crossed over into my company right off the bat. It's taken me a couple years to like, yearn myself off of these old habits. I literally no kidding used to sleep with my phone because I would get, te- I would get emails or t- texts from bosses sometimes at three or four o'clock in the morning. And I, in order to assure I would get the deal closed. Right. right. So now I live like, I, Put my phone in the other room, and I charge it there. That's huge for me. <laughs> That's like ginormous. <laughs> like I don't have the phone next to me even when I wake up in the morning, and it's been such a blessing, right? It's been such a blessing to find. You know, when I got married, my husband was like, "There has to be, there has to be a time at the end of the day where it's like no more, right?" And that, that again, that was a really that was a hard um hoop to jump through for me because mm-hmm. that's not the way I was trained. Um and yet, you know, around five thirty or six, I do close I do shut it down. That's 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 been a really big game changer. Yeah.
0: Jeff, how do you manage it? you're so prolific, so many different shows and producing and clients and social media. Um how do you handle it all?
6: I I have a padded room that I go in and just, <laughs> no. you
0: just- Knock
6: yourself yeah. out you and please. So one of the things, you know, you talked about this, the, the, this, the section before and Valerie kind of alluded to it as well is so many things are seasonal. Mm-hmm. Like when my kids were at home, I turned away a lot of stuff. I mean, I did, you know, you know, I, I didn't do things and now that they're out of the house, I have all this free time. It's amazing. <laughs> and I can do all this stuff. And so I think giving your, you know, yourself permission, And thinking, like, right now in my life, this is seasonal. This will change. Things happen, especially if you have a family. And also that hustle culture you talked about at the beginning is, you know, you mentioned you did wash a lot of windows when you got started. I did a lot of free stuff. I did a lot of the late-night stuff, you know, but I also had boundaries that I would set. But there is, you know, and then that's seasonals, too. So just being aware of things change and giving yourself grace and it's okay, like Valerie said, like, hey, I'm – I'm taking, I worked till 1030 this night. I'm going to take this day off. And I think having that and not being so, you know, you know, we talk about work-life balance all the time. And it's just, that's not, I think we'll ever achieve. I think it's, we have to just kind of having more flexibility in our schedule and knowing that it's okay to take those breaks.
0: Do you guys schedule vacations or long staycations or, um, and if you do, uh, or during the times on the weekends when you say, I'm, I'm not going to answer my phone or anything, do you stay away from work altogether? Like, I'm not going to, or is it like idea comes and, you know, you'll work or you get inspiration comes, you'll work. Or if an idea comes, you'll you'll address it. And then you'll, like, how do you manage that so that you're not on 24-7, but you're not necessarily losing an opportunity either when, creativity or interest or opportunity strikes?
5: I mean, I'm a huge fan of working on holidays. I mean, <laughs> and best. mainly because there's a lot of time and, and the reality in my life right now is like it, being the season of life that I'm in, I don't work like late afternoons to early evenings. Like I don't work till 5 PM most days. Um, so I'm okay working on the weekends or on a holiday sometimes If I don't have anything else going on, because I can get a lot done uninterrupted and the creative juices are flowing, I am perfectly okay with doing that because it's something that like feeds my soul. Now working on client stuff on a day off, like that's not as fun, but like, if it's my own creative stuff, I'm 100% okay with doing that on a, on a day off and taking advantage. Now, if I have the opportunity to go to a barbecue or go away to the mountains, like I am this weekend, I'm going to take it. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. Um, and if creative stuff hits me on those times, like I'm notorious for emailing myself stuff, uh, writing it down in my notebook that's with me almost all the time. Like I've got to record it so I can come back to it. But I also really want to be present in the moment. Like I'm sometimes I'm not good on social media, even though that's what I do for a living. I'm not good on social media sometimes because I really do try to be present with people and I don't want to be, on my phone constantly like recording things or making a tiktok or creating a reel like there's only so much of that that i'm willing to do before i'm like no i just want to i just want to be so yeah that's that's kind of how i approach it
4: i don't think it's possible until you get to a certain point in your company where you're not hustling i don't i just i think that's just being realistic right it's when you're it, when you don't have a job and you're working for yourself, right? The hours, the way the system's different, right? It's just a different ball game, And so you're just, you're going to be more enslaved to the system at first until you get to certain plateaus. And once you get to certain plateaus, you have enough auto, you have enough systems in place that were given to you at your J-O-B that you didn't even, you took for granted <laughs> until you have your own job. And then you're like, Oh, they were literally handing me systems, right? <laughs> right. Now I have to create my own. <laughs> this is crazy, right? So I feel like I I love holidays because it gives me freedom at ease, right? Like I can I can you can get you can dig deeper faster to set yourself up for success for the next couple months, right? So that you have the time to. You know, because because clients clients as much, and I have a lot of boundaries with clients. They they're time consuming, right? But that's how you make your that's how you're making your dollars and cents too. So
6: yeah. Well, so for me, one of the things is um, it depends on you. Ask the question about like taking breaks. You know, I'm I like with you, Ross. Like you don't have any people bothering you. You can really focus and valerie said the same thing is but it, for me i always try to make you know um, like michael said at the beginning families first and i always try to make time for that so it just depends like right now i'll i'll do some stuff for the fourth my sister's coming to town but my kids won't be here so it's not the same and i've got a lot of stuff to do before prime day and once again that's that's seasonal because i want to get stuff for my business done at a certain deadline and so i know i have to work you know, over this weekend, it's going to be great because no one will bother me. And it hit right at the right time where I can have some uninterrupted uh, time. So that's great. Um, and Valerie, what she was saying about creativity is the thing that I wish I would have known when I first started is that doing things other than work helped me be creative in work, but having systems in place so those don't go away. I used to have like sticky pads everywhere and I'd lose all those things. I mean, it's been, it was a, a nightmare. So I've learned some systems with like apps like I use. And I think I told Joey this when we were at uh, uh, that dinner we had when we were with Ross um, that I have, it's called Rome Research. And it's like a database for your brain. And so I can take things and I, can, I don't feel like I, I lose anything and I can recall it when I need to. Like if I have an idea or you know a, a, something for a live show that I can pull it up really quick. That has been a game changer that allows me to relax. Like mm-hmm. I know I can do a brain dump and I'm just, I'm free. And that opens up creative, uh, creative pathways that I can use. So learning that was a big deal for me.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I find sometimes that the best ideas or, you know, like, let's say I have an idea for a chapter or a blog post I want to write. That's kind of long. And sometimes I find that being like on a vacation or a holiday or something, being away from working all day and the, the things that chew up your mind and enjoying yourself. And then like. I rest at the end of the day and I sit there and I type out a chapter or a blog post on my phone just because, like, it's all coming to me. It's like sometimes you have to clear your mind just to get some of that that right. deeper level creativity or let your mind, like, be able to sort of rest and, like, figure out what it is you're trying to do or say or, you know, create.
6: One of the things I just wanted to add to that is that I love to drive. I do love road trips one. Cause I'm not staring at a screen and I can see things like I drove to the conference. I believe where I saw Joey and, and you Ross. And so I was like, this is great because I can, I have even a special thing on my watch where I can record stuff. Where I have ideas and I can pause podcasts and then say something. And so to me, that's a creative relaxing time. People are like, why did you drive two days to get, I'm like, because I get so much done and it's creative and I love it. And so um, find those hacks that work for you for creativity and then continue to do them. And so, yeah, Ross, your point exactly is like being away sometimes just really gets those, that loosens up the, the junk and cobwebs in your brain.
5: For me, what I do that a lot of people are like, why don't you just hire someone to do this is painting walls. <laughs> painting, I it's It's a mindless thing. I mean, you're using a little bit of, you know, precision or whatever, but it's so many creative ideas come to me while I'm doing something monotonous like that. Weeding my garden and painting walls.
0: Joe, you have uh, some activity that, that spurs your creativity.
4: I would just say probably my daily habit system around meditation. And, you know, I, I literally start my day by first setting it up with ease and ease is like, so with a lot, what I, a lot of people go on vacation and it takes them like a week to relax. I get that. That was me for years. I mean, I could go away for three three weeks and I couldn't relax. I would. My mind was constantly running. Right. So meditations helped me tremendously just to be more at ease. You know, and also to just again, it goes back to this whole like the whole like hustle syndrome that's going on out there, which I get is. I love how the first group was less like have fun. I do think I love I love to work. I do. It's the way I'm built, I'm a generator. And so I've embraced it. I, I love to um to I like to work, I like to be of service. I like all that. That 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 jazzes me up, right? And so I've embraced it and I've come to terms with that. I was you know because people were kind of like not not putting me down, but a little bit, like, they're like, you're such a workaholic, but they weren't saying it in a nice way. You know what I mean? And when I just came to terms with know thyself and what you enjoy to do, I would rather work than literally probably go back to Cabo. I've been to Cabo several, several times already, right? And working brings me a lot of joy. And so I've embraced it, Ross.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I actually enjoy not everything that I do, but I so there are things that I enjoy, like if you give me a day off and you're like, you could work or you could do this hobby or whatever, I'm like, no, I, I kind of enjoy working on my business more than I enjoy <laughs> like whatever the hobby thing is or whatever. Like uh, but I guess if I have to <laughs> So <laughs> I, I, I kind of get normal.
4: that. We'll be more normal people. We're like, yes, I want to go inside. I'm like, no, I want to go to I wanna go to um, podcast festival because I'm going to learn something. And that's fun to me. Like that, that five days, I like recharged myself. And so I was very excited when I came back and jumped back into my business. I was to be able to implement things.
0: Yeah. Michael says in the chat, Michael Kenny, who was on earlier says, um, yard work engages a different part of the brain, giving your creative brain a break to process things. Mm -hmm. I do find like just going for a walk, and mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll go through stretches where I'll do it every day and then I'll go like a couple months and not do it. But when I'm doing it, a lot of times it's like because I'll be focusing on something outside or I'll be listening to music or whatever. And again, to me, it's just like the ideas then sort themselves out.
6: <laughs> yeah. Something about physical movement, you know, I used to lift weights, but they're so heavy. Just <laughs> stopped. Um, but, I I th- but the thing is, is you need to, I think is once again, going back that you've got to capture it because once again, we all have great ideas, but so many of those great ideas, we just let go down the drain and how do we capture those? And, and those systems like Joey and Valerie said too, is I think that the bit to do that is, is super important and you have to learn that uh, as you, as you grow.
0: Yeah. Um, Sue Ann says in, in the chat, I work when I want and take off when I want. Holidays are irrelevant unless there's something fun to do.
5: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) For
4: most entrepreneurs, I would say the holidays are kind of irrelevant.
5: (laughs) All right. So,
0: my other uh, guilty pleasure is working late at night. (laughs) I often find, much like a weekend or a holiday, after everybody else has gone to sleep in the world, or, you know, at least in, in in North America has gone to sleep and, you know, Europe, I think they're still sleeping maybe uh, or they, you know, they haven't quite woken up yet. Um, I find that that's sometimes the hours where I can be most creative and productive. I'm not sure it's, it's great for my health to do it all the time, but I do find that like, I don't know, midnight to two in the morning or something can be like really productive time for me. Do you guys, do you guys work late at night at all?
6: I I used to a lot more, but uh, yeah, I used to do that.
5: Yeah. I can't stay awake that late. (laughs) 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 But, but, uh, but yeah, like similarly to some of the other panelists, like the morning before things get too busy, I can crank out some good creative content. And then like once that like mid morning hits, it's like everyone is pinging me left and right. And Mm -hmm. right now it, it, I wish there was a way to condense things in an easy way. I've tried some of the different tools and I haven't found one that works. So if you have one, I'd love to know about it, but you know, I get messages on everything and it's how do you keep track of like all those different things? So yeah, I found that like there are certain, I just had to embrace like between like 9am and two, I am not getting any deep work done. It is responding smaller projects smaller chunks of things and and i just i've learned i have to be okay with it but yeah i can't i physically cannot stay awake that late (laughs) i've always been like that even in college
4: (laughs) oh wow Uh, i mean i used to do that all the time especially down in hollywood you know and it just it it there it's not it wasn't productive after a while because it was, I was wiping myself out all the time. Right. But like you all, I get up super early and um, you know, start with the daily practices and then jump in. And it's, it's such a lovely time because we're not clients aren't typically up yet. Right. Cause you can get so distracted so easily. Right. And it is part of our job is to be responsive. Right. It's, to a particular hour. Right. And so, you know, being pulled in all those, I, I agree with Valerie. I would love if there was some kind of system out there where everything was funneled into one and then that's where we weren't and we weren't getting pulled in all these different directions. It'd be great. So if someone, does, if we, if someone could tell us or invent, <laughs> we will buy it. <laughs> yes, lots of money.
5: I mean, I put it in my contracts even. I'm like, do not send me client-related stuff on social media messages. I will not employ it. Like, you have to email it to me.
6: Yeah. They do it anyway. Do. It's, right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's every, every messaging platform It starts Trusting going on. I
0: know. Um <laughs> <one of> the <laughs> th- problem is a lot of times that's how they became a client through communicating with me on social. So <laughs> it's like... Yep. Now that I have your money, you can't do that anymore. Well, (laughs) I I, I know. But yeah, I mean, it it, it does make life easier if everything comes through email. Yeah. So if
5: I ever ignore you on something, it's not because I'm really, you know, I don't like you. It's just because it's like. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Tell me. I have not figured out how to keep track of all of the messages in all of the places. So.
0: I, I, it's really, I mean, like m- my LinkedIn inbox is just like so full of spam messages and people selling me things that like, if they looked at my profile for two seconds would understand that I don't need a, a system for managing my employees. Cause right. you know, it tells you how many employees the business has. Um, but there's so many messages that I know I miss messages, but like, I I can't be checking that LinkedIn inbox 24 seven. Like some people,
6: the best thing for that kind of stuff is that social. I use Agora pulse and that's the mm -hmm. one that I can do the social listening and I can hit the ones that are important and kind of disregard the the rest. But what Joey said at the beginning about easing into your morning, that is something, a skill that I just kind of, I feel like I recently learned because it was so much is that, message would go off in the morning and you'd have your right by your your phone by your bedside and that immediate adrenaline dump that you'd have to get something done or his client wants that that sucks (laughs) when that hits you like first thing in the morning you're like oh what a horrible way to start the day being able to have that time where you you pray and meditate and read and like ease into it and that to me was seasonal just with i'm able to do that now because (laughs) i don't have kids going bonkers in my house. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I worked when I worked in radio, like a lot of times I worked the afternoon shift. And so my hours would kind of be like 1130 to 730 or whatever. And those were the best hours ever because I could do I could walk in the morning. I could go outside. I could I exercise. I could do whatever I wanted to do. You know, if there were wanted to find another job, I could work on that first thing in the morning. <laughs> you know, if I wanted to um You're do any of those things like you 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 know, a doctor's appointment, a haircut, like all those things that you like typically couldn't do on a weekday, I could still do and have some time for myself to like just enjoy the day and then I'm going to work. So it's like having a, a morning vacation and then going to work. Um I, I still think like you have to kind of set your day up for when like you enjoy being away from work too. And like those hours, how you schedule those hours or just don't schedule them, whatever the case may be um, can add a lot of happiness, I think, to your life. At
4: least that's what it, what it did for me. Yeah. It sets your day up for success. Yeah. Right? Cause you're more at ease. You're not so anxious, right? You're setting the tone out there. I also, I, I just think systems, I mean, I mean, Ross and I probably talked hours about systems while we are at PodFest. Um, We were like, yes, but systems are such a, even in your personal life, setting up these systems for yourselves, right? It's just a game changer, such a game changer, right? Not flying by the seat of your pants, having these structural components, even though, yes, life happens, right? Totally get that. Life happens. But those systems in place when life happens takes you a long way.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for coming back again. Another awesome panel, Valerie Morris, uh, Joey Garrity, and Jeff C. Thank Thank you. you. It's just so great chatting with you and so many great ideas. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. So it's another Stream Leader Report Live. Uh, Thanks so much to our panelists. We had Jeffrey Fitzgerald, Jeff and Hi Def, Rebecca Gunter, and Michael Kinney in the first round, and then we had Valerie Morris, Joey Garrity, and Jeff C. Uh, so take a break. Maybe not this weekend if you got to get work done, if you're hustling for Prime Day, but find time to take breaks, take care of your health, take care of your mental well-being, and also, in the long run, it'll take care of your business. And I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you out there. I'm not really preaching. (laughs) Anyway, I hope everybody has a great holiday and a great holiday weekend and look forward to another round of Stream Leader Report live next month. Take care, everybody.